You're listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we look at questions and topics that are connected to our faith in Jesus and the way that it plays out in our everyday lives. This episode, we're talking about why men don't go to church. So if you do any research into trends within the church in the United States, one of the things you'll find out is that as a whole, the data bears out that that women tend to be more involved and attend church more frequently than men. And so we wanted to spend some time talking about why that might be and how we as a church should think about that issue. Welcome into Church Unplugged. Uh, welcome into Church Unplugged. I'm Jimmy Cozy, part of the leadership team here at Christ Community Chapel. Got with me today uh, Joe Coffey and Zach Wyrock, two other members of our leadership team. And our question today is, why are men less likely to be involved in church? So if you've done any research on church growth or you look at church demographics and dynamics, it's pretty well known that across the United States, men are less likely to attend church, but they're also less likely to be involved in church in meaningful ways than than women are. So we wanted to take some time to explore why that might be and then what that means for us as a church and how we might want to counteract that trend at CCC. Yeah, you can actually figure that out just by coming to, to our church on Mother's Day and then on Father's Day, uh-huh. uh, which is fascinating. Mother's Day is uh, traditionally the third largest attended uh, Sunday after, well, after Easter and then Christmas Eve, we would call that a like a, a it would be like a Sunday, even though it may not fall on a Sunday. And then Mother's Day, yeah, Father's Day is below uh, an average. It's Sunday. just a normal, yeah, yeah. Because what mom wants is everybody to come to church with her, yeah. And then what? That's not what dad. Wants. And what dad's doing is playing golf. <laughs> yeah, the only way you get to look at me when you say that. Uh, <laughs> well, this is yeah. a podcast; they can't tell where where Joe's. Yeah, I think everyone feels that. I would imagine a lot of people listening to this have maybe had to drag a husband to church, seen their dad be have to be reluctant be, about it, uh, seen their teenage son be more reluctant than their teenage daughter. So. I think even if the data, even if we didn't know the data, even though you write the data points that way, anecdotally, we would say, yeah, this has been my experience. I think one one of the starting points is to say, and this is not really, in some ways it is an answer, in some ways it's not an answer, is to say, um, this is a generational thing. So it's not the cause of it, but I, I think this has been true for a while. So uh-huh. I think for a lot of men, they don't have a template or a male role model of some man who was really invested in his faith and in the church. As a result, the, the people that they knew who took Jesus seriously were their mom, their grandma, right? And so it becomes associated with femininity. The women in my life took that seriously, uh-huh. pursued it. The men in my life did not. Therefore, I gravitate towards. So it's not a cause as much as to say, I do think it's been this way for a little while, right. and that it, it self-perpetuates. And it also while. self-perpetuates because if you think about a a a kid who's a boy who attends church, if the vast majority of his Sunday school teachers are women, if the vast majority of his... Yeah, or if his dad grumbles about going, or yeah, I mean, I I think all that has a way of lodging itself into our psyche. What do you think about singing? What do I... I, Yeah, is that part of it where, I mean, uh, when Zach talked about it being generational, part of me, I remember, you know, reading in the Old Testament when uh, Israel would split up to sing, they sang from... Uh, different mountains in one scene, and it was all the men. I mean, they only mentioned the men who were singing, and it came from a you know a Jewish tradition of uh, a man would would be the cantor, the the singer. And I wonder if 
is singing a feminine thing that men kind of go, I'm not going to go, you know. Yeah, I mean, I could broaden it and say, uh, I think that's part of it. I think I would say, I wonder if we were to look at a worship service, a typical worship service, and say, if you were designing this only for men, what would you would be different? What, what would you change? And I think one of those would be there would be a lot less singing. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know yeah. if you take it out completely or not, but you for sure there would be a lot less singing. Now, I, you know, I, I say that, and then I was thinking about Promise Keeper events when you know they they were popular twenty years ago. And then you had stadiums full. And if, I think if men are only with other men, sometimes they would mm-hmm. sing. But you're talking about a particular group of people. I don't know how many uh, yeah. uh, non-Christians. The kind of man who would go to a Promise Keepers event is probably more comfortable with right. you know, a, a large group singing together. As opposed yeah, to- church is the only place where I ever sing. I yeah. think, right? I mean, I'm not a karaoke guy. Or, You're not. <laughs> no, surprisingly. Yeah, but uh, I find that extraordinarily surprising. But I do, I I do love to to sing, uh, just in church. But I am one who is sold out. I I do remember reading a statistic that said that uh, if a church can get a child to start coming, then like, uh, like 31 percent of the time they can get they get the family. If they get the mom, then it's like 58% of the time they get the family. But if they get the dad, yeah. it's like 91% of the, of the time they get the whole family, which is fascinating. It shows the importance of reaching men uh-huh. and the importance of a, of a man's role in leading his family to church, to Christ. So. Yeah. Do you feel like, uh, Joe, as a guy, I mean, you've pastored longer than, than us. Uh, do you feel like there's a feminine pull on like when you're preaching, do you feel restricted in any way? Like, oh, I, if I were talking to men, I'd use this analogy, but I, I can't, or I would speak this way, but I, is there this kind oh, that's of a good question. slow? I, 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 Cause yeah. I think I've felt at times, like I would call it like an undercurrent. It's not overt. And again, some of this is, it's the, it's the generational thing in reverse. If the church has been predominantly feminine for long enough, then, then the culture, the current would be feminine. Right. right. right? So, yeah, I I don't. I, it is not uh, overt for sure because I usually when I'm thinking, you know, you and I have talked about having somebody in your mind when you're actually preparing a sermon, and the person in my mind is n- normally a man, whether it's a, n- a non-Christian man or somebody that I know, just because that's the way my relationships go. But I think I probably would. I'm I'm work. I just uh, finished writing a message for this week, and of course, this podcast will be released after that after I preach that message, but I'm going to use uh, like an illustration of Clint Eastwood movies and John Wick movies, which uh, that's all, that's really for men, but it's a yeah. sense of justice and a, an acute sense of justice that we all have. And I think that's why, you know, my day we watch Clint Eastwood today. We watch, you know, John Wick or equalizer because of that sense of justice. But I think I, I'm using that because I'm thinking, like a man for men. Yeah. Do you think that in some ways? I would. Yeah. I would not say that. I'm. I would not like preach Mother's that on Day Mother's Day. Or, <laughs> no John Wick on Mother's Day. Or huh? to a women's Bible study. Yeah. You know, that would not. It be, wouldn't resonate yeah, with right. them. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to ask is, do you think that over that churches have in some ways inadvertently emphasized uh, things that are less appealing to men because you know sometimes we're talking about introspection and uh, emotional inner inner thought life that 
that a lot of time, I mean, men, I don't think this is controversial to say, tend to be less introspective and less in tune right. with their emotions than women. That's not always the case. That's not, yeah. you know, but. Yeah, I think we probably do. I think also, I think people tend to uh, normally uh, feminize Jesus. Uh, I think they do that with the idea of him being gentle. And I think we sometimes uh, mistake that for a weakness and not seeing, uh, maybe we don't emphasize the majesty and the strength uh, and um, the wrath yeah. of, of God as much as we probably should. But I think there is some, uh, we, we tone down, we, we mute uh, sometimes those parts of God uh, in church. Yeah, I also think that the church has been guilty at times of uh, not challenging the c- current view of masculinity. You know, it's interesting. Masculinity is one of those things that changes generationally. I mean, my my wife's a big fan of old movies, right? And yeah. I, you know, you put on a movie like, uh, well, like White Christmas, Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye. Nobody thought of those guys as not masculine right, back right. in the day. But if you made that movie today, no guy's going man, that's what it means to be a man. You can sing and dance and, you know, right. that would be like, ah, that's not what it means to be a man. So I think definitions change. I think sometimes the church rides the current of the change instead of, uh, I think men respond, for example, to challenge. Yeah, I think they respond to the bar. I know I do. I mean, I think a lot of guys that played sports respond to the coach saying, why rock, make that tackle? You know, and you say, okay. So I wonder if at times the church has gotten wrong maybe leaning into cultural stereotypes instead of saying, hey, uh, don't be afraid to think about your emotions. Yeah. Don't, you know, or, or yeah. your wife actually needs you if you're married to be able to verbalize, you know, actually challenging men to step up to, to become something other than the cultural iteration of masculinity. And, and I think, I don't know, I don't know if it's some of that where, where men are saying, well, if you're going to, if you're going to lean into the stereotype, there are better places for me to get that. You know, I can go hang out at the country club or, you know, yeah. whatever for that. What I need is for someone to challenge me. But I think what you said, Jimmy, is, is right. We were talking about it before this podcast began about the the feelings wheel that has been a part of the Psalm devotional. And, uh, yeah, I'm not, I thought I was much more in tune with my feelings uh, before I started using that every morning, just to look and say, okay, how do I really, how do I really feel? Zach had mentioned, yeah, there's no category. It just says, ah, I'm good. I'm fine. You know, because if, if that was it, I would have been, fine. I would have put my marker yeah. there every that's day. That's the man's right. feeling right. wheel. Fine. It just, <laughs> just is fine. One circle. Yeah. 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 So I think that that's uh part of it. I also think that uh, maybe men's like uh, in our church, we talk a lot about idols, about the thing that, um, that competes with God yeah. uh, to be your God. And I think church is, uh, I think women can be more comfortable in church with their idols because uh, their idols are mostly, I think, a lot of times family, a lot of times children. Like mm-hmm. that's whenever I uh, name an idol and I say, you know, it's your children, I always say a mother with her children, right? Uh, but a man's idols are outside of the church, mm-hmm. uh, which are work, Hobbies, whatever. So his his gods are pulling him directly in away, competition, yeah, away from church. And I think a woman can actually make the mistake of feeling like she is, uh, like she brings her her little idols to church. You know, yeah. sometimes or can do that. Uh, 
But so do you think that the church then in, if, you know, if we said, hey, we, we want to reach more men, do we do that by hosting the golf event? Like, hey, uh, we know some of you guys, you're not interested in God because you're playing golf all weekend, right? I, mean, I, I chuckle, you told me a story once about a guy who was getting married and told his future wife, like, listen, uh, four months of the year, I just play golf. <laughs> you know, it's like, you just got to be cool with that, right? Yeah. So, you know, do we do that by intersecting those things and saying, or do we do that by you know, challenging them to how do we, do we split the difference? How do we, I mean, if we think more future oriented, if we said, Hey, you know, a year from now, we, we want to, we want to see more men around. Do we, do we lean into those things? Do we challenge those things? How's the, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think we do some and I think, um, we, we might want to be innovative in, uh, when we offer, uh, worship services. Mm, yeah. Just because, so the guy who plays golf every Sunday with his buddies might have another time to go. Might have another time to yeah. go. Yeah, and that might be a better, a better option where we where we're not. You know, we've talked about it about you know Sunday. It used to be a sacred day. Yeah, you know, for families, not that long ago, thirty years ago. Right. Yeah, little leagues, little leagues would on play Sunday. on Saturday, yeah. not Sunday. Now it's not so much. So we need to we need to be ready to offer. A day for the true God. That is a day that is not taken up by false gods. Um, it's interesting. And because let them inter- and introduce them to that. It's interesting because part of what you're saying is if we lament that, and I think this is this is a kind of conceptual question that we wrestle with all the time as church staff. On the one hand, you can lament the fact that more men aren't engaged in church. On the other hand, you can say, well, maybe we're going to have to do things differently, right? right? Like what? And the question then becomes, even for sisters in Christ, and Stacey's on vacation this week, it would be helpful to hear her voice on this, is you don't want to swing the pendulum and, and become fight club, right? right Where it's right. just like overly, like toxically yeah. masculine. But on the other hand... <laughs> which, which that reference was for all the men who are right. listening. <laughs> yeah. actually watch fight club, yeah. yeah. But how do you... Are people willing to do things a little differently right. to get dad to get? I mean, I think that's what it would take. Is it might even require um, some people laying down preferences to say, okay, yeah, you know, if that's what it takes. And I think that's always the rub when you're talking about any subgroup. Is for those of us who are already going to church, what are we willing to give on? How are we willing to adapt in order to connect with right. those who aren't? And men might be one of those demographics. I think part of what we have planned for uh, men's ministry this coming year yeah. uh, is pretty exciting about just trying to find those areas where we can attract men who who love to do different things, hike, explore, golf, whatever, and get them at least rubbing shoulders with men who say, yeah, I love this, but I love Jesus. And so they get to yeah, it is interesting because I think men have a harder time connecting at church. Right. Right. Because yeah. I have a friend of mine, uh, for example, who goes to our church, who I play golf with pretty regularly. He he's a funny, he's fun to hang out with. But I see a lot of times in the atrium, he's sitting by himself. Yeah. And I just think it, it's just weird for guys to so if we can create more intentional spaces where guys are showing up to eat pancakes or they're showing up to learn how to chip or they're showing up learn how to smoke a brisket or you know whatever and while they're there they're they're meeting people and making friends right. well now church becomes a little more like home. I I've noticed with my wife is she can go to church and meet 10 new women. Yep, right. I can't I can't go right. and meet one guy. I mean it's just right. a weird it's right. a different dynamic and I and I think we you know yeah we do have to think creatively uh about that. If you're listening to this though you need to know that 
we feel like church uh, is for men. Uh, and if you're uh, a wife who's listening, uh, we're coming for your husband. If you're a man who's listening, uh, we want you to be a part. And as you fun. hear about changes that are coming, it very well could be that some of them are motivated by our desire to Absolutely. Yeah. You've been listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we're going to look at topics and questions that are related to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in everyday life. We want your feedback. We want your suggestions. If you've got ideas or questions that you'd like to hear answered on the show, you can email us at churchunplugged at ccchapel.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.